0: Welcome to the Barn Dominion podcast, your number one source for
1: all things Barn Dominion. From designs and layouts, the Barn Dominion lifestyle, to the details of the build process, and everything in between. We are bringing all the Barn Dominion experts and professionals across the country to one place. And now your hosts, John and Jonathan. Hey everyone, it is John and Jonathan Michaela, and we are here with you again for another fantastic episode of the Barnabinian Podcast. And we're so excited today. We got we got so much information that we, we don't even know if we're going to be able to cram it all in. So we may have to do additional episodes, but we have got just a ton of great information coming uh, today for you. And we are here to, with Megan Woodworth and Emily Marshall. Both of them are just, they are if you're doing any kind of searching out there at all in the Barn Dominium world, you are sure to stumble upon these wonderful ladies because of all the great information they're putting out there and how they are serving the Barn Dominium uh, community. So Emily or Megan's doing stuff with her Barn Dominium tour and her community. And Emily and her husband are they are the Mr. and Mrs. Post frame that you are seeing out there on so We like we have celebrities with us today, you guys. So we're <laughs> digging on this and we're super excited. So uh, Megan and Emily, welcome and thank you for being with us.
2: Well, thank you. you so much for having us.
1: <laughs> hey, so um, so before we ever always get started, Jonathan always throws out kind of the question on a little bit of the background. And so I'm going to hand it over to him and let him uh, kind of kick off our our normal inaugural questions.
3: All right. So, you know, before we dive into all the different um, information and everything that you are doing for the Barmenian community, What is the reason that you decided to get into like Barnominium versus going like the conventional home route when like with your own builds and just everything you guys are doing with, you know, your businesses?
0: I'll let Emily go first on that one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I should probably make up a more elaborate reason, but uh, the truth of the matter is for we moved to Iowa from Northern Illinois five years ago and we My husband grew up on a farm in Illinois. He wanted to get back out into the countryside. And so we bought an acreage uh, and he came to me a couple months afterwards and said, hey, I want to build a like a barn. It's a post frame building, but I want to make it our house. And he's like, you know how like the old family farm had all these buildings on it. That's what I mean. And I was like, oh, okay, well. You know sounds good to me he sold me on low maintenance high efficiency and he's like and we can basically make it look however you, you know do whatever you want inside like i'm happy to do this for you so uh so i said sure why not i'll, I'll have a post frame home uh and start put you know have a stack of graph paper with tons of different variations of our home on it started building it didn't even know it was called a barnuminium really until about a year into our project and so uh yeah, that's, that's how we got into this space is that he started building it himself, started YouTubing it. And here we are.
1: Fantastic. Megan, how about you?
2: Well,
0: um, ours is a little different. So my husband was in the Navy. We had moved all over with him. Um, and I'm from Central Texas where barn are pretty normal. There's like six on my parents' you know, one mile dirt road. So when we got married, I was at the time I just finished nursing school. My husband was still in the Navy and was a medical provider and he had all these hobbies. He did resto mods, he did fabrication, he fixed everything. So we knew we both needed workspace and we thought, "Oh, let's build a house with a gigantic shop attached." And then we got on YouTube and found Paul and Emily. <laughs> and we were oh. we were avid watchers for the first couple of years and we were planning And uh, then we decided to take the leap. Turns out our county wasn't going to allow us to do uh, more shop space than house. So we had to build bigger on the house side than we originally intended to. But we got our shop space. Um, We have a red iron structure. And absolutely love everything about it. It's We're about five miles off of the Atlantic in North Carolina, so very far away from Texas. They're not normal here, and it was an uphill battle getting the county to work with us while we were building this, but uh, it was worth it. We have all the room in the world for projects now. We have a two-story garage with 3,800 total square feet, so <laughs>
2: we're we're very
0: happy. <laughs>
1: That's fantastic. Well, and you mentioned something and we talked about before we went live on the show that this thing is definitely gonna morph because we, you know, kind of have an idea of which way it's gonna go. But I'm already thinking, you know, you'd mentioned about your your county. At, you know, creating some resistance for you. And we hear that a lot. Like when we get uh, uh, posts on our site and, you know, people emailing us like, Hey, I'm being told by my township, they won't do this. You know, both of you guys have now lived through it or you live through it regularly with consulting clients. So what are some of the things you would say about like those types of roadblocks or, you know, we'll call them maybe speed bumps instead of roadblocks, what would you say about some of those types of challenges you get into, where a municipality seems to be the, you know, the the stumbling point?
2: Well, what we found is that the stumbling blocks with your county are often the same kind of stumbling blocks with your lending. It's, yes. uh That maybe they that maybe they don't understand what you're talking about, and so I always tell people it's really important to be. Educated on the type of construction that you're proposing, Um, it's really important to understand what your the foundation work because that's a big factor. Uh, So it's not as it's going to be challenging in a lot of er areas, some areas. But it it, but you will you'll create problems for yourself if you as an individual are not uh, well organized and you don't know what you're talking about. So that's why we produce so much education around this is because we are passionate about people being able to be informed uh, and not just calling up their county and saying, I want to build a barndo because that, that, or, you know, that's I want to go badly. Money. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is going to, that's going to give them some information and it might not be anything close to what you're actually talking about. Yes. Um, so
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I second all of that.
1: Okay. And, and, you know, Megan, with you being as active as you are kind of with the community that you built, being a connector inside of the Barnumanium community, you know, where, where do you direct people to go for, you know, when they have questions like that? Do you, do you say, hey, pick your stuff up and go down to the local township? Or do you tell them to get on posts and ask questions? Like, what, what, what do you, you know, where do you get as recommendations?
0: So the thing that I tell people when they ask me that immediately is I have to get their baseline because when someone comes to me and says I'm having trouble with my county, they won't let me build a barn dominium. It it can be for 40 different reasons, and most of the time the reasons are falling along the lines of I don't have plans, I don't have an idea of how I'm going to get this done, and I don't have a contractor, but I asked my county if I could build a barn dominium, and they're telling me that I'm not zoned for that. Because they're thinking that it's going to be some agricultural structure, that it's going to be hideous, that um, it's it's not going to have any of the things that a home has. And they're not building on agricultural land. They're not building really out in the middle of nowhere. So they're running into they aren't educated enough on the vocabulary and they don't know what to tell them. They don't have details. So I always tell people to get your baseline, figure out what you want to build, because you can. Unless you're in the middle of a downtown somewhere or you're in a neighborhood, you can pretty much build what you want to build as long as your plans are detailed enough to tell people what it is. You might have to conform here and there for a few things, but there shouldn't be a problem. So generally I tell people figure out what it is that you want first and maybe go so far as to buy plans or get stock plans somewhere and take that into your county and talk to someone and show them exactly what you want to do. more detail the better and you're going to spend a lot of time but you're not going to get it done otherwise really unless you just want to be frustrating yourself and other people
1: and that you know that actually leads again to another segue sorry jonathan if you're if you got things go ahead and hop in but like i said my mind is going But, but even before we start talking you know emily was sharing with us kind of like how they have this system of kind of almost like a you know, one, two, three step where yes. if somebody called Emily, you you actually have a process set, set up where you could give people advice on how to get those plans put together, correct?
2: Yes. We have a we call it the Barnuminium process, and it is a minimal fee to get access to a series of worksheets that talk talk a client through everything. They talk through, do you have land? Who's your point of contact at your county? What permits do you have to pull in order to build in general? Um, It goes through budgeting, it goes through financing, it um, goes through all of the design elements that you want. And so it's a way for, we have some clients, like the majority of our clients, they do it and then they move right into design services with us. And then from there into like project management consulting, uh, different things like that. Uh, but some people, they go through it and they realize that this isn't the right direction for them. You know, they might they they might go, oh, wow, I got the information that I needed. I saved myself a lot of heartache of trying to pursue something that wasn't going to work out for
1: me. Yeah. Yes. Megan, you're laughing. What do you think? You got something that comes to mind or?
2: No, I get giddy when she talks about the
0: Barnuminium process because we've been talking since, oh, right around Thanksgiving of 2021. We've been talking to each other a few times a week. We do podcasts together. But I think over the first year that we were talking, we were saying, you know, these are all the DMs that we get constantly. I want to build, but I don't know where to start. I want to build. I have land, but I don't know where to go from here. And so over the last year or so in those conversations, we've kind of talked about how awesome it would be to have a process like this. So when Paul and Emily started working on it, I was like, let me give you all all the the pointers on what people are asking me. Let me see your worksheets like I want to help. And so now this is the resource that I get to point people to because I get close to 100 DMs a day across platforms from people more or less along those lines. Yeah. Um, or I want to buy a barndo, but I, you know, can you send me a barndo in this state? And so for me, it's like, this is something that I am so excited to see them doing. And I'm really excited that I get to point people that direction because had we had something like that when we went to get started building in a weird place where they're uncommon, building a structure that's really not used for anything other than warehouses here um, and building during COVID. Like it would have been so awesome for someone to hand me a, a list and say, this is the checklist of all the things you need to know. Cause you bought raw land and you've never owned a house before, but you want to build a custom home by yourself. Like, here you go. Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you how valuable that is. And nine times out of 10, most of the people that ask me these questions about how do I get started? What do I do? I I'll spend my time telling them and then they'll go, Oh wow, that's a lot. And then they never do it. So being able to point them Emily's direction and say, she has a whole process for this. It's, you know, 150 bucks and it's amazing. You know, use my code, whatever. And then they go, they do their thing and they really determine whether or not it's something they want to take on. Which I don't know if you've ever looked at barnuminiums on Zillow, but for every 10 that you see for sale that are completed and someone's lived in, there's one or two that are half done or really, really poorly done, where you can tell they went in thinking, this is what I want to do. And then halfway through, they were like, I don't want
1: to do this. Yeah. Just, this is fact, not for me. I was on, <laughs> wait, matter of fact, um, when I was doing a little research, you know, on you guys, we I found I was on uh, a multiple listing type site in you know, one of the traditional sites. And that's exactly what I found, you know, as yeah. a barnuminium, I'm, I'm looking at it. And first I had the renderings and I'm like, holy smokes, this thing is framed up. And then somebody stopped. I'm like well, that's going to be a fun one, you know, because of course yeah. we do financing and even from a financing standpoint, I'm like, okay, you can do that. But somebody just created a way bigger mess for themselves and for the next buyer all the way around on that. Ooh, so, yeah. yeah. So that's funny. All right. Well, Jonathan, I'm stealing the mic. Okay. Yeah, I have a question. So that kind of
3: leads into, so like realtor.com is like our go-to for whenever we want to like search for a house for sale. And I, on your website, I actually see that you have just multiple listings across the country posted on there. Um, Do you find that there's any, like, challenges with selling a Barnominium other than, like, being unfinished? Because, like, one of the things that I think of on a barnuminium is that they're really tailor-made into that person individual. Like, for me, I love hunting. I love my four-wheelers and dirt bikes. So, when I think of barnuminium, I'm going to have a huge garage space with mounts and, you know, ATVs all over the place in there. Do you find that some people have a challenge selling it because of that reason or because they are kind of like tailor-made or?
0: Yes, well, they're custom homes. At the end of the day, unless you are moving to, which there's a couple in Kansas that you can look up, but um, they're they're Barn Dominium communities. Unless you're moving into one of those, you are building a totally custom home with custom plans, custom finishes, everything. Whether it's like a super ball or luxury Barn Dominium with like, you know, a, a gorgeous home on one side, or it's just like a home, a really cozy home. Um, they are more unique. So the good thing about Barnominiums, I will say, they're harder to sell, yes, but there's a lot of people that want that. I mean, nine, nine times out of 10, you talk to a bachelor, he'd be perfectly happy to live in, you know, a house with a giant garage mm-hmm. and, you know, just an apartment with a huge garage. Um, so there's definitely people out there. And with everyone moving to work from home in a lot of instances, I think that Barnominiums are gonna get easier and easier to sell. Um, In my experience, the ones that are done very nicely on the inside, not necessarily luxury finishes, but just well done. Of course, they sell faster. They're easier to sell. They sell for a higher price than the ones that are like your flipper special, (laughs) essentially, um, that are kind of haphazardly put in or they just didn't really design it at all. Um, and that that's the same with any home, but um people are definitely shopping for doors for sale. I posted one this morning that's been shared over a thousand times now.
1: So uh, wow. <laughs> it's yeah, it's crazy. You know I, as a, for, I, I that makes me think too, Megan, from the just the financing standpoint for our listeners, and windows know they're 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 hearing this. You made a good comment. It's just like like a Barndo is just like any other house, right? like if you if you build something that's totally unique and it's like just one of a kind, regardless of what it is, if it's a barn Barndo, a custom home, a dome home, you know, a modular home, it doesn't matter. You're going to face challenges with financing. So I think that's, I think is one of the big misconceptions people have about barn Barndominium financing that we see is that you you, know, you run into that kind of stuff. Whereas if, if you try to stay within more of a framework, um, then for for financing, it, it becomes easier too. So um, I thought I would just hop that in there just because yeah. I've seen that a lot recently. So matter of fact, there was even a, a property on your site that I was clicked on. And it's a it's got a it's like got the equestrian barns and stables and everything and a small like little apartment. And, you know, that's that's going to be a challenge out there. Somebody's it's certainly something somebody I could see wanting. Matter of fact, I got a friend yeah. in the banking community. I would love that. But it's gonna it's going to have its own set of challenges. So, um, yeah. yeah. And,
2: uh- and also I'll interject that it's in the barnuminium world, you know, DIY is very popular and that's something that people need to really think about. Just because, just because your county may not have regulations that prevent you from doing something, if you are going to do your own home, you need to think about that from like the resale standpoint too, that you need to make sure that you can... Prove that you did things properly, that um, nobody has to worry about it. And that's coming from somebody that, like, we're like the OG Barndo DIYers. Like, you know, my husband did, like, ninety some percent of the construction by himself, not with a crew, but by himself on our home. So we know DIY. We are fans of DIY, but we're fans of being good at it. Not just yes. for the sake
1: of saving money. You know, let's let's run with that. Sorry, John, I'm going to cut you off because I got another thing. Emily brought up a great point again. You know, because <laughs> um, to, to to mimic that. So last on our last episode, one of our last episodes, we talked. We had a guest on here from Indiana, c- c- beautiful, beautiful, wonderful couple. They built be- a beautiful, truly luxury barnuminium, and and they they don't you know work with do it yourselfers. They are you know start to finish turnkey. And um, you guys have your own step, going back to what Megan said about the Barnuminium process with you, that you can, you can actually consult do-it-yourselfers along the way. And of course, you, I mean, you should get paid for that, right? You've got a fee for it and they, you, you charge them, but it's very nominal. I mean, very nominal fee that you can consult with them on. And um, and, and, and I'm just going to say for our listeners... Let me tell you, I, I'm, I'm in Emily's camp. I built my home own home in 96. So I was the general contractor. I swung the hammer and did stuff, right? And and when we built our version of a Barnuminium in 2018, um, I'm getting older and I'm also getting a little wiser for myself and what my body can do. And I had my builder friend, I tried to draft everything up. He did all the work on it. But it, even in our last medium, I said, hey, this next time around, if I'm doing stuff, I'm not touching the hammer. Like I don't want to be involved with that. I want it tricky. But Emily, you guys, can you take the ambitious people that want to do it themselves? You help them so that they don't end up with this, you know, boggled mess. Because I've got posts on our site that shows, you know, hey, here's concrete that turned out hideous. Here's, you know, um, uh, roof roof trusses that ended up, you know, on hangers versus, you know, the notched out resting on beams. You guide them through, like, don't make these mistakes because, not only is it pragmatic, but to resale and and then through the whole process because it just compounds, right? Once you make one error, you're adding on top of the other. So did you want to talk a little bit about that service?
2: Oh, yes. So we have a couple of different ways that we assist people. One is through all of our you know, thousands of hours of free content because we've been posting about this stuff for four and a half years um, on all the different social platforms. The other way is we have an exclusive Patreon membership, which Patreon is a a paid service that is meant to be like a smaller community of your people that are interested in really getting to know you. So we focus on DIY building, DIY contracting. Um, We have uh, just... We have perks for just those those patron members and that's a way that they can get access to paul who is an expert builder and we're you know experts at project management experts at all of that kind of stuff and you can get access to us for a fraction of what it would cost you to hire a general contractor and it's still somewhat difficult to find a general contractor who really understands um doing a full like steel frame barnuminium build or a full post frame barnuminium build like like, you know, there they aren't they are a, a ton of them. So we just are providing that um, that access for people that they can have somebody that can they can trust and say, "Hey, this is my scenario. What would you do in it?" And we can we can guide them.
1: Perfect. Yeah, and that's that's nationwide too. Correct.
2: Oh yes. Yeah. So we work with yeah. people all over the country. Um, we're working with people like. You know, right now we've got clients in Washington, we have clients in um, Indiana, we have them in, you know, I mean, just all over the country, we're working with them. And we're also keeping uh, our education up really high on knowing what changes depending on where you're building, because that's a big you know, you'll get a lot of opinions in the Barnuminium community of it can only be done this way, but they're, they're telling you that because of one specific location, not because of, uh, you know, considering like where you're supposed to be, you know, where you're building it. And so we're, we're saying, Hey, this is not suitable if you live in X part of the country, or this is suitable and, you know, different things like that. So um, we're just trying to like help, We'll sift through the noise because there's a lot of people with a lot of opinions out there. And um, so we don't we don't typically tell you exactly what to do. We just tell you this is what we do and this is why we do it so that you can be, yeah. make an informed choice.
1: No, I, I really love that because when we started, you know, really delving in, uh, to kind of building our own community in, in the Barnum space, we started to compile a builder list. And so this is in the state of Michigan of, you know, everybody that we would run across that was, was, has some experience with building Barnum But the challenge, of course, as bankers is, you know, we are we, we don't get into a vetting process, nor do we, nor are we qualified to. And so all of a sudden now we've got a list of people, but what we're, you know, what's really their qualifications? We know some people on there are tr- truly qualified because we've worked with them, but, you know, that that's a small minority of the group. And what you would do is you know being out of state even if someone wanted to build with a local builder you could give like a, almost like a consulting like like hey these are the things you're asked this is the you know this maybe this is your interview questions when you go to meet your builder so um i just love the whole concept i think it's fantastic so
2: thank you so yeah so, we do um, a lot of vetting for people sorry i don't
3: mean to interrupt you at all, at all. but yeah
2: yeah we, yeah, we um we we've i tell clients all the time and like give me the name of your you know we make make you write down who's your county contact and then also like who are the builders you run into and then if you don't have one i'm talking to one because we know what questions to ask
1: yeah um, that's wonderful
2: we know what's essential to the process so
3: so kind of leading off of that because you know that would be a great resource for a lot of people because one thing that like, cuz i'm not going to build a barn anytime soon my brother he's building one here he's breaking ground soon but, I mean, I'm hoping down the line that I can get back out into the country and build up my own barn minimum, have a farm set up. Um, what would you guys say was the most stressful part of the process of building a barn minimum? I mean, anytime building a house is stressful. But, like, was there anything that really stood out? Well,
2: yeah, I lived in my garage for a year, so that was pretty <laughs> stressful. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, barn are wonderful. Because they, the, the way if you construct, you know, because you guys know, there's there's really there's three types of homes somebody might be talking about when they say the word barnuminium. One is the steel frame, which is the type that Megan lives in. Post frame, which is the type that I live in and I build, and then the third is the stick frame, conventional build with a metal cladding. So people are talking, you know, we'll refer to that as a barnuminium. So we, have but post frame and steel frame lend themselves really well to you get that exterior structure up. And you can get yourself to where there's a at least dried in area that you're out of the elements pretty quickly. And so that's what happened with us is that we ended up moving into our garage and um, because we put a processing kitchen in the garage uh, so that we had a kitchen. We put a washer dryer hook up in it, uh, you know, where my vehicle uh, parks in our garage now is where our dining room table sat, uh, you know, just like we we lived in there. Our TV was set up everything. Um, and that was, that was really, uh, really stress. It was like good and bad all at the same time. It was really stressful because we didn't put a bathroom in the design because we weren't originally intending on living in the garage. Um, so that got stressful when you'd have to pull the toilet and the house out because the drywallers were coming or, you know, different things like that. So, yeah, I'll be, we have a podcast episode that I going to talk way
1: too
2: long about. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's all that. Yeah, that that got pretty stressful because, our kid, you know, we have three kids and we are all living in the garage and trying to make it work.
0: Wow. Well, you did. You made it work. Y'all survived. <laughs> you live in the house now. You did it. So... <laughs>
2: We, did. And we, actually, we actually do consult people on how do you how do you make that happen for yourself like yeah. if, if this is the direction you want to go it can you live in your garage while you finish your house so um yeah it's like we've kind of lived through it and so now we know all the tips and tricks and things that we would do differently and you never know you might see us doing it again
1: <laughs> how about you Megan did you get any any stress stress moments
0: yeah, so we actually started building in the middle of COVID, which was the worst for us. I think for us, you know, we cash flowed our build. We didn't get a loan and we pit- poured everything we had into it. Um, and we'd never owned a home before. So for us, when we were cutting checks every month for a year and a half, two years for 20 or $40,000, that was, that was terrifying for me because I didn't grow up with anything. So we get to the point where we're ready and we have worked hard and made sacrifices. And we're, you know, we were living in an unfinished 20 year old. We bought it and had to remodel it double wide down the street. My husband deployed for six months right at the beginning of our build. I had a baby the day our our building was delivered. Like we, we went through it for the, for the two years of our build. Um, it, It just, all of it was really hard. Sorry, I'm like getting choked up thinking about all this again, because it's like, it's a lot. But um, for us, the hardest part of the process was just that life didn't stop when we started building and everything kept coming. Um, like I said, I had a baby the day the building was delivered and construction actually started um, right after my baby was born. Uh, we he was like 2 weeks old we went home because my grandmother was dying so we flew back to Texas on my husband's leave right before deployment um said goodbye to my grandmother came home what he deployed um and of course you know when someone deploys the washer breaks the water line you know busts the the car stops running all of that kind of stuff started happening here and we're in North Carolina families in Texas um and then with covid and building during covid it was like nothing that we had picked six months before and put into our fancy spreadsheets for the whole house was with, you know, hyperlinks and everything. We knew what we wanted everywhere. And then all of a sudden nothing was available. And it went from, you can order flooring today and get it in two weeks to you can order flooring today. And the factory will say it's going to be delivered in two and a half months. And then when it comes time, it's going to be machined incorrectly, and it's going to end up taking you four months to get it installed. Like, So those things were really hard for us. And we were just in such a transitional period in life where we became parents after infertility. We, you know, went through my husband, you know, for the last year of our build, every Monday, my husband was told, basically, you're probably going to get kicked out of the Navy. So in as little as 10 days, you could be um, without a job, insurance, all that stuff. So it was just like, for us, that was the hardest part. But we were in like an exceptional situation where it's like life kind of piled on. But I think that's the hardest part for most people is life doesn't stop So yeah. all of the things that you go through get amplified.
1: I think I think that's a great you know for both of you that is actually a great lesson for our um, for our listeners because and maybe it's not the, that's not the right word to say lesson but um, it, it's a, a sharing that you guys are being very sincere and raw with us uh, and showing that hey, things happen to all of us. We all, we're all, we are all going through things. It happens and just be resilient. And, um, and I I think that's part of what I really like about the Dominium community is that in just, I don't know, let's say the yearish or so that we've really delved into this is that the people inside of this, that's the way it feels like the old homesteads, right? Like we're, we're supporting each other virtually we're not doing the picnics out in the front yard like you know maybe the the old days but um you know that everyone gives support virtually to one another because you know life does happen so i think I, i appreciate both you guys sharing very you know from the from the heart like of, of what you've gone through.
0: Yeah. Well, that's where a lot of the tour came from. Um, at the height of the tour, when we had the most people building, the most people sharing and like really being involved in it was towards the end of COVID. Cause it started January of 2021. And from there it kind of exploded and lots of now big Barnuminium accounts have participated here and there and started small in the tour and then grew out to do whatever it is that they're doing while they did their builds. Um, but It was based on all of us supporting each other, lending support um, because Facebook groups are great, but they're just people behind a screen Um, with the Barnovinium tour. We were able to connect people who were actively building with people who had built with contractors like Paul and Emily, um, the guys from Lance buildings. Like we have lots of folks who have jumped in and lended a support or lent support um, and then just been there to listen. Um, we took a trip for a month this summer, spent a week with Paul and Emily. Um, Woody got to go work on a, a job with Paul, which was really fun. Um, they do a thing called Barndo Rescue, where they can actually go out and help people with their Barndominium builds. And um, we stopped at a bunch of other builds that we've been t- people we've been talking to from the beginning of their build all the way to moving in um, and stayed the night in a couple of people's houses. We camped with someone in their trailer that they're living in, like their RV. Um <laughs> while they're building. Like we got to do those things and meet people who are going through the thing and understand, you know, what we went through and we understand what they went through. And I think that's the number one thing people were telling us is like, you know, our friends and family love us, but they're not gonna come camp in our trailer with us and help hang drywall. Like, they're not (laughs) going to do that, you know, but I have strangers on the internet that are checking in with me constantly. You know, (laughs) know, how is this going? Did you get this fixed? Did this come in? And it's, it's a community. There's not a lot of adventure left in the world. So I happen to think people who are building their own homes, whether they're condominiums or not, are pioneers in one of the last, you know, wild things that a family or an individual can do in this day and age.
1: Yeah, I love that, and I I think that's probably a good way to wrap things up. Jonathan, do you have anything to add as we kind of close this session out?
3: And- I mean, I guess we can maybe. I mean, I know we've kind of like shared some personal things, and you know, <laughs> appreciate it, and we went deep, but like I guess we'll kind of keep on that topic a little bit. Like you're talking about the community, and like I always see like farming lifestyle, and to me, like my end goal is to build you know a farming at some point on. 100 plus acres, be self-sustainable, like not have to go to the grocery store, do any of that stuff. I mean, I'm kind of like a modern day hippie right now because like I don't <laughs> go to walkers. I don't do any of that stuff. I want to just eat, grow you know, my own food, all that stuff. Like what would you guys define? You're like the barn meaning lifestyle. Like what does it mean to you? Like, If, if there is a meaning or like if you have to like sum it up in a way.
0: I think everyone's is different. I just think you're free. You you're free and you're, you're on your own and that's what most people want. They want to do what they want to do. And that's why they're building this unique, weird, super functional house because they have things to do and the house is going to facilitate that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, So definitely people use the word barnuminium to express their, their like goals and, and how they want to raise their children and how they want to raise their food. And, um, where, you know, where they see themselves uh, in the future. And and people often refer to their barnuminium as their forever home. So they're planning on living out their days there and stuff. So um, it's, it's much more than a house for people. It's a, it's a whole experience for their family. And it's, there's a lot of emotion that goes into it. Uh, There's a lot of uh, just yeah, it just but yeah, like Megan said, it usually it boils down to they want to be free to make the choices that they want to make.
1: I love it. Yeah. What a, what a what a great way to end. The only, the only bad part about ending is like I want to spend like the next 4 hours with you guys. It's just <laughs> you're so wonderful. You have so much good information and 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 the other part is you're coming you both of you come at I could tell the minute I connected with Megan like you you come at it with a servant's heart. You like totally know giving and you know unselfish and just that and that's you're our peeps so we we love it and I, we appreciate you being here with us so for our listeners and jonathan always make sure he gets this inside because we, this goes live on video for our youtube channels as well um but as far as contact information what is the best way to you know uh connect and and of course listeners be respectful of time you know we, we we've got two celebrities with us so and and do and do uh at some point, you know, there's 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 everybody's gotta earn a living as well. So I suspect you know, you gotta expect some some payment inside of there at some point for a certain amount of services. But if somebody wants to get a hold of you, where do they find you or where can they follow?
2: Well, you can find uh, either my husband or I, we go by Mr. Post Frame and Mrs. Post Frame uh, all over the internet. So we each have websites. We have YouTube. We have TikTok. We have Instagram. We have Facebook. I think, you know, it's, it's not hard to track us down.
1: Um, <laughs> if you Google her, she will show up. Pretty Perfect. We love it. That's <laughs> awesome. And, you, and, yeah. and Emily, you've got a podcast as well, correct? Yes. So really,
2: Megan and I, uh, Megan and I have the Build Life podcast, which we uh, interview other people that are building or have built, uh, and we talk about more in depth about like what were the things that you went through. Like I said, I have a whole episode of talking about how often I was without a toilet in my life. <laughs> yeah nice. oh my
0: gosh yeah well, it's yeah it's we tend to get more um into the life side of things than the construction side of things and we talk logistics, but we talk about the life side, but anyway we um. I'm Woody's Barn Dominium Build on Instagram. That's probably where we're most prolific. We're also BarnDominiumTour.com. That's where we post all of our barn does for sale, articles about things to do and not to do. For example, I think one of those popular ones we have is like sealing concrete floors. What not to do from my experience and really screwing that up. Um, we also have a Barn Dominium Lenders list on there. Lots of good information. We talk a lot on the blog about barn homes themselves individual homes deep dives into the process that one family or another went into to build it um you can always email me megan at barn um but definitely check out the website we're trying to move that way and soon we'll be on youtube too so we're working on it we're getting
1: awesome. there well thank <laughs> you very much for being with us today we really really appreciate it
0: thank Well, thank you for, us. for having us yeah,
2: thank you so much it was great
1: all right, take care. Until, until everybody, guys, hey, make sure you subscribe to the Dominion Podcast and the Michael Mortgage Dominion Playlist on the YouTube channel. We'll look forward to the next episode with you. Take care.